Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nat Sound, or should I say hello, Nat Sound. Welcome to Federal Baseball's Nats Nightly. This is Patrick Reddington, also known as Mr. Jackpots, and I've got the Harry, what's his name, Harry S. Truman to my uh, Agent Cooper. Dave Nichol is on the phone joining us after the Nationals 7-0 loss to the LA Angels tonight. Dave Nichols, you might remember, at D. Nichols SR, covering the Seattle Mariners for the Spokesman Review out there in uh, Washington now. Dave, it was 2011 draft night tonight, 2011 national draft class, Anthony Rendon, six overall, Alex Meyer, who tossed seven scoreless on the mound, uh, Brian Goodwin, number 34, Meyer went 23rd, Goodwin went 34, Goodwin broke up Meyer's no-hit bid with a double tonight in the sixth inning. Uh, I pulled up the old draft comments from Rizzo and Chris Klein, the Nationals' assistant GM and scouting director. Rizzo described uh, Klein as a big power right-handed pitcher with three-plus pitches in the future, two-plus pitches when they drafted him. Uh, Klein told reporters he was a future top-of-the-rotation starter at best. Uh, Worst-case scenario, you've got a Daniel Bard-type reliever with a better slider and someone you can bring in at the back end of your bullpen to dominate. That comp is a little dated at this point, but uh, one of the best starts I've seen Daniel from Alex Bard. Meyer so, so far. Daniel Bard. It was 2011. He was still hot at the time. Seven scoreless for Meyer tonight. One hit allowed, one walk. Uh, Anthony Rendon, of course, the other draft pick we mentioned, took the one walk to break up his shot at a perfect game early there. But seven Ks for Meyer. He's a big, lanky, I think he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, right-hander. Uh, you got to take a while to figure out everything. You get your mechanics in line when you're that big a guy, and he looked like he had it all going on tonight. Yeah, you know, there's some um, kind of like old home week. You throw in Ben Revere and, uh, you know, Escobar, and, <laughs> and the Angels were, were one-third uh, Nats at the start of the night tonight. But, yeah, Alex Meyer is, has always been one of my favorite prospects ever since the Nats drafted him. Um, this is a guy that, that always had a big fastball, um, they, they loved the slider. Obviously, the, the off-speed was uh, um, always the, the work in progress, and everybody's like, well, this guy could eventually be, be a top-notch closer. Um, it, it just the, the problem is, is throwing strikes. The big guys like that, I should say big, tall guys like that, have a problem repeating their delivery. It's kind of classic. And uh, the best example of that was, was Randy Johnson when he came up, uh, you know, sure. as, as a youngster in the Expos organization. Um, had trouble throwing strikes, and 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 everybody's like, once this guy gets it together, he's going to be one of the greatest pitchers ever. And and it took him a couple of stops until until um, he became the Randy Jan- Johnson that we all know and love. Alex Meyer might be in the same case where, and although he's a righty and then Johnson's a lefty, it takes a long time for tall guys to 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 learn that repeatability. Um, if Alex Meyer can learn that repeatability and he's having some success with the angels this year, his third organization. Now, um, you know, he might yet turn into that, um, you know, top of the rotation type of guy. I don't think he'll ever be as dominant as Randy Johnson. I don't mean to imply that, but, uh, but he's got a lot of good stuff and it's just harnessing it and throwing strikes. And obviously tonight he had a little bit of extra motivation going against the, the team that drafted him and the first team that gave up on him. Um, but he was really, really good. And you, if you squint, you can see a guy there that, that could be an all-star at some point um, if if he does indeed 
um, get that repeatability down, um, you finally get get a, a third quality pitch to him um, and, and have success on a consistent basis as opposed to being great one night, mediocre for one night, and lousy for one night, which has kind of been uh, his, his pattern since he's become a uh, semi-regular in the major leagues. Speaking of consistent success, uh, as I mentioned, Rendon, sixth overall that year, Meyer, 23rd, Goodwin, 34th, as the Nationals spent crazily. Uh, they knew the limits on spending were coming in the next couple of years. Rizzo said they attacked that draft. Uh, they also took Matt Perk in the third round. I think he was in the right. mid-90s when he when he got picked. Uh, Matt Skoll came out of that draft class, Billy Burns. Uh, it's a pretty deep class. You look back at it, uh, Rizzo and Klein might just know what they're doing in this whole draft thing. They've been able to uh, got a few guys there who are major leaguers or at least had time in the majors there. They're, they're able to restock their system again and again through the draft. They're trading some prospects this year. We'll get to that in a minute. But they're able to keep on replenishing this team from within, supplement from without, and that's what you need to be a consistently good organization. Right. I mean, you and I were, were in the room that day that they introduced those three draft picks and, and brought them out to the media and got a chance to talk to them all. Um, I, I liked Brian Goodwin as much as anybody uh, in that draft and then as a minor leaguer. I got a chance to see him play in Hagerstown a couple of times and, and for Harrisburg a couple of times. This is a guy that in the low minor leagues was, was controlling his at-bat as, as from, from the hitter's standpoint. Usually at that level, the pitchers are controlling everything, but this was a guy that, that was looking for a pitch in a particular zone and, 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 and was really controlling his at-bats. And, and, and I guess much much like Meyer has taken a while for him to develop. It looked at, some, at one point that he was going to be a failed prospect, but I think a couple of years of injuries really limited his, his – uh, um, his progression, but we've seen now that, that he can be a useful major league player. He's getting a lot of playing time with Trey Turner out of the lineup, and um, you know, getting to play at the and, and Jason Worth out of the lineup, and getting to play at the top of the batting order. And of course, uh, Anthony Rendon, the biggest All Star snub uh, of this season. This is a guy that just is a quiet superstar. Um, I, I kind of like like in Rendon to. Nick Baxter of the Washington Capitals, a guy that just is so good at his job that it goes unnoticed by a lot of people, uh, except for the people that get to watch him on a daily basis. And, and, and anybody who's listening to this show knows how special Rendon is, and, and the Nets are, and Nets fans are lucky to get to watch him play every single day. Speaking of Rendon, I happen to have him on my list, sticking to our 2011 uh, draft class theme. First in the NL, second in the majors in Fangrass War, heading into tonight behind only uh, Aaron Judge of the Yankees in the major leagues. Uh, started the night with a 320-424-597 line, 22 doubles, 20 home runs, 54 walks after taking one tonight. He went 0 for 2 at the plate, uh, 49 Ks, so he's walking more than he's striking out. Uh, are you surprised at all by just how good he's become? Uh, this kid was, uh, you know, the number six overall pick that year. Probably would have gone higher than that, even if there weren't for some injury concerns. But uh, he's been good all along. But really turns it on, and statistically, at least one of the better players in the league so far this season. Yeah, and he's a quality third baseman, and he's a, he's a, a you know a great guy to have around. People always say he's great in the clubhouse. Well, he, you, you couldn't ask for a more laid back teammate. Uh, um, loves that. Loves to have fun. You know, he's he's got the long hair, so he's popular with with uh, um, with the kid the kids and the and the and the rock and roll crowd. You know, these crazy kids these days. But um, he, he can't he can't be any better than what he is. I mean, you you can't ask 
for 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 a guy to be any better. Um, you, you just you know you're uh, uh, you're being greedy at that point. He's a terrific all-around baseball player. Uh, everybody saw it. He, I think he he probably fell a spot or two because of the injury that he had in college and injury concerns going forward. Uh, maybe there was you know some people weren't sure what position he was going to play. Uh, we always knew he was going to be a third base, and we always knew he was, he was going to stick there. Um, he, he is a he's a quality third base, and maybe not maybe not quite Gold Glove caliber, but uh, but but a good to very good uh, actual third baseman, and just one of the best pure hitters in the league. As good as you are, it's still hard to win those Gold Gloves when Nolan Arenado is playing baseball. So you can settle for being the second best defensive third baseman in the NL. Uh, right. Gio Gio Gonzalez, two six six ERA, three point seven seven walks per nine, eight point five eight Ks per nine, two fifteen, three hundred, three fifty six line against, and one hundred and twenty one in the third going into tonight. Uh, where's my other note on that? Because I edited late. Uh, he had the lowest batting average with runners in scoring position in the NL before tonight. Uh, if he gets to one hundred and eighty innings pitch this season, the Nationals are going to have a relatively cheap twelve million dollar left-hander because an option in his contract vests for another season after they picked up his option this year. Uh, if he can keep it up, you know, he'll probably prefer it doesn't vest. But he's been having a good season so far. Got off to a rocky start tonight, though. Two earned runs in the first. His command just wasn't there early. Say it with me, though. He settled in nicely. Ended up giving up just four runs, a big two-run home run later in the game that kind of blew things wide open. Uh, five and two-thirds, uh, five hits, four runs, three walks, three Ks. Not a great night from Geo, but he's been one of the big surprises for the season. Uh, just really kind of uh, turned it around. Uh, he's not back to quite 2012 form. He doesn't have the, quite the stuff he had at that point, but really been impressive so far this season, even though he's a little shaky out there tonight. Yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of followed along, followed the game along with my phone tonight. I was out and about and uh, went out to dinner with my wife. But uh, the, the, the the six minutes of the game that I actually saw uh, was was there in the sixth inning when he gave up that meatball to Crone. And you know, Crone's not a very good hitter, but uh, he does have a good bit of power. And uh, you make a mistake in a guy's uh, uh, hitting zone, he's going to hit it a long way, Chuck. And he did, and he did that. But um, Gio's been very good this year. Um, probably. Um, you know, probably merited all-star mention. Um, it's tough to take a third starting pitcher from the same team. And, uh, you know, that, that that's the, 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 um, the luxury that the Nats have had this season. It's just uh, um, so many guys are, are all having good seasons. Uh, they've been relatively lucky as far as health-wise goes. Um, obviously missing Trey Turner and Jason Worth are, are a big deal, but um, we always thought the, the injury concerns were going to be, you know, to, to one or more of the starters, uh, maybe Ryan Zimmerman, um, you know, but, uh, um, you know, they, they've, they've, been, they've had health-wise. Obviously the Joe Ross thing kind of hurts a little bit, but, uh, but Gio's been a rock for them this season. You can't uh, – um, you couldn't uh, – uh, you'd have a hard time asking him to do more than he's doing. Uh, yes, his strikeout numbers are down, um, but but he's uh, um, you know it's just dare I say learning how to pitch. Um, he, he seems to uh, be doing exactly a better what job. Of, of man- right, I mean, he's doing That's a exactly job what of man- exactly what Rizzo's 
Go ahead. Yeah, he's doing a better job of managing those blow-up innings that used to be his his, his real bugaboo. Um, and again tonight, like you said, he gave up two runs early, uh, didn't let it go to his head, settled down, and plowed through it until he got tired there. You know, once he got up over 100 pitches, so um, you know, a tough one tonight that he ended up giving four earned runs. But again, a guy that certainly merited uh, All-Star mention this year. Um, were it not for the fact that the Nets had seven, six or seven or eight guys that all could have qualified. Yeah, I, I was just going to say Rizzo also said recently that he doesn't have quite the stuff he used to have, so he's learning how to pitch now with what he does have and become really effective. Like I said, he's going to be a, a relatively cheap $12 million uh, left-hander for the Nationals. He could probably command a bit more than that on the open market right now. So Nationals would be getting quite a deal on him if they bring him back next year at that price, which I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't at this point. Uh, we didn't get to talk to you the other day. I wanted to get your thoughts on the Nationals adding uh, Ryan Madsen, Sean Doolittle, trade with the Angels. They send uh, Jesus Lovardo, Blake Trinan, and Sheldon Noisy, whose name shouldn't be pronounced like that the way it's written. But uh, adding Madsen and Doolittle to the bullpen is a nice move for the Nationals. Uh, whether or not they're done is a big question. I was just pulling up some Rizzo quotes from today when he talked about it. Uh, asked whether or not they're going to still go after a closer. He said, I think that Ryan and Sean are the big pieces that we were looking for. These guys fit for us uh, perfectly. It balances our bullpen, one left-handed, one right-handed. It also gives us bullpen options not only for the remainder of the season, but for next year with Ryan and Sean. And beyond that, with Sean, who's under team control for a couple of years now, or under contract, I should say, Eric Fetty's back starting again in the minors. Uh, he's a possibility to start or work out of the bullpen if they need him. They got him some relief work a couple weeks back to make sure that he was prepared for that if that's where they need him. But uh, do you see Rizzo going out? Do you think they should go out and get another closer? Do you think they will go out and get someone who can really bolster the back of his bullpen and make sure it's not an issue with these guys with a little injury history or a lot of injury history for both of them? What do you see Rizzo doing and what do you think of the deal they did make? Well, I, I thought the deal was brilliant. Um, I, I know that, that, that Blake Cranon has a lot of, uh, uh, you know, potential, and that's probably the most uh, um, damning word in, in, in the baseball lexicon, but um, wasn't putting it together this year. Uh, he could go on to, 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 to be, um, you know, that, that six- or eight- or ten-year closer that, that you hate to give up on, but uh, just wasn't putting it together. Couldn't be trusted uh, for this season. And to return – two quality veteran major league uh, back of bullpen arms um, for, um, you know, for, for a struggling Blake Trinan and a couple of, you know, C at best, probably C minus prospects. Um, it just is sure brilliance. And it's simply because, um, you know, they were willing to take on the money and, 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 um, and give up Trinan. Trinan is the type of guy that, that, that the A's can, can patiently, you know, hope that he turns into the Trinan from last year as opposed to this year. Um, if they get that guy, then they've got a closer on the cheap. And if they don't, well, they, they're saving money by, by getting rid of Matson and, and, and Doolittle. The, the only knock on this trade whatsoever is both Madsen and, and, and Doolittle um, have that injury history, which is why it wouldn't surprise me if Rizzo went out and got another veteran arm, maybe not a closer type, uh, but a guy that, that, that maybe is setting up somewhere that is waiting for an opportunity or has been a closer at one point and is now in a setup opportunity. A guy like that um, that can be gotten or gotten that is great English by, by a guy that's talking on the radio uh, that, that can be obtained for a, a, a C 
prospect for a, a, a shot in the dark type of guy. I, I don't see them making a trade for a closer. I think David Robertson was probably uh, that last guy, and obviously uh, he went in that mega deal. But, uh, um, you know, there's probably a closer here or there that could be available, but I just I don't see Rizzo uh, going out and making that big splash. I think he got his, his the back of his bullpen in that, together in that one trade. And frankly, to get one or the other of them, uh, would have been a decent deal to get both of them in the same deal like that. I just think it was sheer genius. Yeah, you get Kelly back, you get Coda Glover. Hopefully, those guys can return at some point healthy. That kind of bumps out whoever is not performing well at that point when they're available. Uh, Rizzo talked about both of them recently being available uh, back from their respective injuries in the, around August. So that would give them some time to ramp back up and see if they've got what it takes to compete in the bullpen this year. If not, they have some options back there now. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said. I think I think they're not getting mentioned much in the Pat Mishek talk at this point, but a, a kind of a sidewinder like him, someone who's unorthodox out there, could really add something to the back of this pen. Uh, right. It'll be interesting to see how, how they handle the ninth inning with Madsen or Doolittle closing. Uh, they went with Doolittle the first time, though Dusty Baker said it was more about matchups. Rizzo and Baker both said they're not big on closer by committee, so they're going to eventually pick one guy. But uh, just really a nice move by the Nationals here to add two guys there. Anywhere else you think they need to supplement going forward in here uh, with some of the injuries to the outfielders? They didn't need that. A starting pitcher with Ross going down, or I'm not sure I trust Edwin Jackson going uh, forward for the rest of the season. But before we wrap up, any thoughts on anywhere else they need to bolster their uh, roster right now? Excuse me, I had to cough there. Um, you know, I wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me to see him kick the tires on a starter. Um, you don't need a fifth starter once you're in the playoffs. So maybe Rizzo looks at it and says, you know, we've got this lead in the division. We could probably, you know, patch it up with bubble gum on the way down the stretch, and then we don't need the fifth starter in the playoffs. Uh, maybe he takes that tack. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them kick the tires on, on a veteran starter that maybe they could slide into the pen. Um, during the playoffs, I certainly don't think that they would be giving up a prospect of note to obtain, you know, one of the, the four or five, um, you know, the, the name that gets the names that get mentioned all the time, the Justin Verlanders, those type of guys that might be available during this trade deadline. Um, also, I think they have to be concerned about Jason Worth's injury. It sounds like from the news that's come out the last couple of days that uh, um, that any time he tries to ramp up doing anything, that, that the foot bothers him again. And if he's got a stress fracture in there, deep bone bruise, um, you know the guy is is old as dirt, and um, your body doesn't heal, you know, as quickly as it used to. And and if they get, you know. You know, another week into this, and, and he's still not able to be- ramp up baseball activities. Uh, you know, maybe they say, you know, maybe we go get you know a, a veteran guy that can um, that can play in the outfield. Maybe they say, you know, we don't want to. Um, not that, that Ryan Goodwin hasn't done a decent job for them, but you know, you might like you might like a guy with with a little bit more pop, a little bit more uh, veteran experience once the playoffs start. So, it, it, I think those are a couple of places that Rizzo might take a look. Um, I, like I said, I don't think they're going to do any blockbuster deal i think they made their big move uh but but i could see him acquiring a couple of veteran pieces down the stretch just to, to guard against injury at d nichols sr on the twitter at the spokesman review covering the seattle mariners after years covering the washington nationals at federal baseball at the district sports page at the Matt news network at the bottom feeder blog is that what the original one was called that was the original one yes <laughs> That's nightly 
sponsored by federalbaseball.com. It was good to talk to you again, sir. We've got some late games this weekend, so if you're around, let me know. We can talk some Nationals versus D-backs, Max Scherzer versus Patrick Corbin on Friday night. Everyone enjoy your day off tomorrow. Good to talk to you again, sir, and I'll talk to you again soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Doghouse says go Nats.